Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today is a solo episode. First and foremost, I need to let the people know that Bravo Happy Hour reached 1 million downloads this week. I've never done anything a million times. I've never had anything of mine ever happen a million times. So I just want to say thank you, like truly from the bottom of my heart, because this was like a show I started for fun. And so many people listen now and have told their friends, who've told their friends, who keep coming back week after week to listen to this little rinky dink show. And I'm just like so incredibly grateful. And not only to the people who listen, but to the people who have been guests on the show. <laughs> My friends who have basically begged to come on have, you know, really stepped it up when I needed them to. Random people I've met on the internet who've come on and killed it and promoted the show on their social media and everything. And it just is incredible. And I don't know. I feel like it's very rare that I feel like exceptionally proud about something. And I think this is like a huge milestone. And, and, you know, I think sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back when you've done a good job. So thanks again for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm thrilled to be here. Last week, I didn't do a news episode because I got a dog. I got a dog and I couldn't like deal with the dog last week and recording a news show. So I put out two bonus episodes. So if you're a Kyle Richards head or if you're not a Kyle Richard head, go back and listen to our recap of her book. It's going to be a two-parter. The second part will be out this week. And what else came out last week? What else? What else? The other one. Oh, the interview with Elizabeth from Below Deck. She was a sweetheart and I'm really grateful she came on. And yeah, so go back, listen to those two. And let's just jump right into, oh, actually, wait, I'm sorry. I have to do a redacted statement. It's like, it's hard on this show because sometimes I'm in the zone. Sometimes I'm agreeing with someone. And then I get like so many messages being like, you're on the wrong side of history, Megan. And 
I take back what I said about Brandy Glanville. I believe I liked her until mid season five. And then when things started getting really seedy, where when Kim went to Eileen's party and like freaked out on Rinna in the car and then had the meltdown with Kyle and then Kyle and Brandy kind of started fighting and they started putting their hands on each other. That's when Brandy went downhill for me. And then obviously this past season where she's willing to do anything. And that includes like eating Kentucky muffin to get back onto the show. And, but I believe that that was the moment that I ended up really not liking her. And you know what? She didn't end up coming back for the following season. And thanks. Good riddance, you guys. Beverly Hills has been such a trip to rewatch. Right now, I'm up to season six, season seven. Okay, it's going by really fast, like kind of embarrassingly fast, where I'm like, I need to do something else with my time. Like, these are my nights and weekends. And like, New York is kind of slowly opening up. Of course, keep wearing your masks, people, but things are happening. And I'm still staying very put. Now I have a dog. So I'm like, sorry, I can't go out. I've got a dog. Uh, Also, speaking of dog, you might hear her little collar rustling or a little pitter patter. Uh, She is like up my asshole all day long now. And it's really fun. But oddly enough, she's not a licensed, a seasoned podcasting professional like her mother. So she doesn't realize you got to cut it out with the sounds and the walking. She's actually being really good right now. So I feel like I'm going to actually jinx it. But anyways, if you want to see a picture of my dog, go over to the Bravo Happier Instagram account. She's so cute. Her name is Margo. Margo Escargo O'Donnell so that we have the exact same initials. M-E-O. It's adorable. She's so cute and such a good girl. And look at that. She's actually eating her stupid little Kong toy. Everyone's like, get a Kong toy, get treats. Your dog will love treats. My little bitch ass dog doesn't like treats. All she wants is quality time. It's annoying. It's like, I'm trying to try to do literally anything, eat a fucking treat, but she's actually eating her little Kong toy right now. So let's not make too many noises people. Cause I, I want this to be a thing she likes. This is going to be hard to focus with a little dog next to me, but whatever, we will be fine. So I'm a little bit behind because I missed last week, but I'm going to pretty much go through what happened in the episode I would have done last week, which I prepped for. I, I literally was sitting down to do it. I have a great guest lined up, 6.30 recording time. <laughs> Morgan ends up pooping on the living room carpet at about 6.41. Uh, 6:21. I'm like, great, I have nine minutes to clean this up, discipline the dog, and then get into recording mode, which oddly enough, it actually takes a little bit of like mental prep. So I had to cancel last minute and it was just a mess and I hate that, but I'm actually going to now be recording in a studio again. So not only will my quality be better, but you won't hear any pitter patter from a dog. All right. I swear this is not going to be a dog podcast. However, if I do get canceled like Stassi, maybe I'll pivot this podcast into a dog mom podcast because that's what everybody would love, right? right? No, definitely not. So we have to talk about pretty depressing news. Tinsley Mortimer and Scott Kluth from the Real Housewives of New York City broke up. Scott actually gave a statement to People Magazine, which is really laughable that like he's going to publication saying, after 14 months of engagement, Tinsley and I have ended our relationship. We've been living independently for the past few months. This was an incredibly difficult decision, but it's one that I believe is best for both of us. I will always care about Tinsley and I sincerely wish her happiness and all and success in all that she does in the future. If you guys don't remember, Tinsley and Scott met in February 2017 in the middle of a Real Housewives of New York episode, and they pretty much hit it off immediately. She was drinking Tito's, was got all over him, making out smooch city, and then, you know, had been on and off for years. And I don't know, I've never been in a situation where I'm like with a guy and it's constantly on and off, but I feel like 
that's just a sign that it's not really going to work. And I think a lot of the ladies knew that in her last season and we're getting really upset with her because she kept saying, we're not together. We're together. We're not together. We're together. We're not together. And that's annoying for friends because they're there for you when you're feeling like crap that your man left you or you left him. And then they have to what, like turn on a dime, do a full 180 and be happy for you when they know that he's kind of a jerk to you and and you deserve better. So they kind of called it and, you know, it's an interesting situation because, you know, left her job, moved to Chicago for this man and, you know, gave up a lot of her autonomy and her world to be with him. So I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering what's next for Tinsley. Roni is waiting for you with open arms. We had the season 13 trailer come out this week. So good. I'm not really going to talk about it on this episode. I think I'm going to touch on it next episode. Cannot wait for it to come back. And it's a bummer that this happened. Of course, I want Tinsley to be happy. If you don't know my obsession with Tinsley, go back and listen to the six part high society recap because that was an aggressive testament to how much I love her. And I was so happy for her, especially like the where are they now section where I'm talking about how happy and good they are together and whatever. And I wanted to believe in love. I wanted to believe in him. But he is uh, he's just a dirtbag, you know, an adult man baby who can't settle down. And, I, you know, you never know what happened. You never know what the situation was. And she's had some really gnarly past relationships. So, you know, we don't know what she's really like in a relationship. What is Dale going to do with his Christmas stocking? You know, it took a really long time for her to even needlepoint that to death. But now they're going to have to incinerate it. Like what, what is Dale doing? Like, how does Dale feel? I feel like at a certain point, even if Tinsley, even if Tinsley was really not happy with him, I feel like she kind of would have just like let it rock and kept going. But the fact that he went and did the statement kind of makes me feel like this was all his choice and all of his doing. Screw you, Scott. You'll never find a girl as cool and fun and cute as Tinsley. And also, Tinsley did so much for your business. Are you kidding? She got like Dorinda and Carol to do cringeworthy advertisements for you. I went on to Coupon Cabin's website and she writes all these blog posts about like the top 15 items for spring this year. He kind of, I believe, used her a little bit to elevate his own business. And that's so gross and not a good look for him. Bye. Well, speaking of other news coming out of New York, Bethany Frankel and Jason Hoppy have finally finalized their divorce after eight years of being in and out of courtrooms, battling it out for money or whatever. Who knows what they're battling it out at a certain point? I've gone over it at nauseum on this show that she just should have just given him all the money. Let him take all the money. Who cares? You're going to make more. Not all the money. Of course, not all the money, but just give him what he fucking wants. If you want the apartment, take the fucking apartment. You have 30 apartments. Who cares? Let your life move on. So after eight years with like a little shy of 3000 days, they are officially divorced. And Bethany was able to announce her engagement to Paul Burnham, her boyfriend of a few years now. And she's been hanging out in Miami with him wearing a massive rock. The It's like a big square ring. And it looks like the interface of an Apple watch just on a ring with a diamond. It's pretty impressive. And she looks really happy. I'm happy for her. Again, it's so weird on this show because you know, you could talk about something like her behavior last weekend with the Meghan Markle situation and say, oh, you know, she, you know, is an asshole. She has no perspective. Then the week before, it's like, oh, my God, she's wasting all this money for the devastating storm that hit Texas. And then the weekend before, she's, you know, criticizing Cardi B. And so she's one of those people who, like, every other week, there's, like, a new opinion on her. And, I mean, you don't forget those things. But, you know, people are also human. And I don't believe in, like, full and utter cancel culture. I think that's a little aggressive. You know, it doesn't really allow people to, like, I don't know, learn from their mistakes. I think you can 
you know, cancel someone in your mind where it's like you can unfollow them. You don't have to buy their products, but like to sit up on the internet and like have freak outs over Bethany Frankel and Meghan Markle is just like kind of a waste of time because she doesn't care. And so many people like make these big stinks and then they have to apologize. And the, the apology is so insincere. So they've been they've been vacationing in Miami for a bit and she looks really happy. She's glowing, if you will. She told People Magazine that she's so happy with her new situation and probably not going to live in New York. As we reported a few weeks ago, she got a new house in Greenwich, Connecticut. So maybe that's where they're going to end up raising Bryn together. And I'm assuming Bryn will also be in the Manhattan, too, just because that's where she's enrolled in school. And so Greenwich is really close. You could easily drive there. That's the case. I bet Bethany's going to just buy another apartment down in Tribeca so she could be close anyways. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Bryn's actually going into middle school. And that would mean she probably is going to go to a private school because she's going to public school right now. And she she probably has the opportunity to leave Tribeca. So maybe it's all good timing. But you know what? Good for you. I'm happy you're happy. And I can only imagine the 7,000 page prenup that she is making Paul sign. After what she went through with Jason, she is going to be having a team of 15 different lawyers working on this prenuptial agreement because she cannot ever possibly go through what she went through with Jason again. And Bethany is a media maven. So obviously this announcement all came out on the day that the season 13 Roni trailer came out. So she knew exactly what she was doing with this timing. (laughs) Just like Erica Jane coming out with her divorce news on election day as if people weren't going to be busy watching CNN all day with that guy on the big iPad moving and grooving. I loved, I loved that day. I didn't even care about like the coverage and obviously you know, I wanted someone particular in particular to win. And I was caring about that, but I've never really watched CNN since (laughs) I like could care less, but I was like, so glued to it. And I'm like thinking about Nevada and thinking about these random towns in Wisconsin. I'm like, since when, since when have I ever cared about this County in Arizona? That was a trip. And I'm so glad that shit's over. So speaking of other engagements, Ashley Jacobs from Southern Charm season five is getting engaged to her boyfriend, Mike Appel. So Ashley and her boyfriend, Mike, have been together for a year and a half. They met back in 2019 at a summer rooftop party in Santa Barbara. And she, I guess, is really happy with this guy. Those two Trumpers can go skip their way to the church and get married. I just am shocked someone could ever put up with her. She's really pretty. So maybe that works. But like, how can you ever say yeah, I was on a reality show and your partner's like, cool, let's watch it. And she's like, wow, it wasn't the most becoming part of me. <laughs> and I know dating Thomas Ravenold makes people turn into absolute utter monsters, i.e. Catherine Dennis. I mean, I think she could have been a monster before, as was Ashley, but to be attracted to him. But I think he kind of like creates an even bigger monster with his own personality and his own ego kind of driving the relationship. So I can't imagine what he thought when he watched it. He was like, wow, I love you. (laughs) Men like crazy women, I think. I I don't know. I I don't have that energy to like be a a nutty bitch like that. So after the show, she was dealing with a lot of anxiety because, you know, people really hated her and said like her family wasn't supporting her. They were all really disappointed in her decision to go on the show. And so she really only had Thomas after. She said, he was my support system. We were really in the trenches together. I stayed by his side because I needed his support because I wasn't getting support from anybody else, not even my family. And, you know, she stuck by him when he was like being arrested and charged with assault and battery, casual. And then, you know, a casual rape accusation from their former nanny. 
She's like, this is my dream man. Maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day he'll marry me. So, I mean, you know what? I, I don't really care about her, but, you know, good for her for finding love. In a way, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy. At least it's not with Thomas, a negative, horrible man. And uh, nobody deserves to be with him, even Ashley. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Oh, also, speaking of some winter house, summer house, southern charm, drummer, some sources have been saying that Sierra and Austin have actually solidified and are in a formal relationship after meeting at the winter house. So let's see about that. Clearly, there's a lot of lover boy happening at the summer house. And actually, I'm wondering if Kyle has been giving Austin tips on how to start a business and how to distribute alcohol. I think that actually could be a nice little networking opportunity. So I'm wondering, so it should be fun to watch their little relationship kindle. We shall see. Also, you guys, there's just so much happening and I'm so late. It's so annoying. I could do this show every single day. There's always something for me to talk about. But supposedly now, Leva is going to be getting her own Vanderpump Rules-esque kind of show on Bravo that features her four restaurants in Charleston. And it's going to be, yeah, like basically Vanderpump Rules, hot young people working together in a restaurant. I am here for it. I could never work in a restaurant because like I've said, I have like massive food issues and like I'd be the person in the back, like eating someone's French fries off their plate. Like I have no chill. And I feel like I would like end up like closing down the bar with like the bartender and like the other bad loads. And like, we'd be like partying till 5am and I just like don't need that. (laughs) Also, I'm a corporate slug through and through. So there's also that. And I need like eight hours of sleep every night and I'm very regimented. So you guys, I like haven't even had coffee today and I feel like I'm a fucking crackhead talking a mile a minute but we shall see where that goes as well also we have some stuff going on for craig he is now starting his own law firm we all know from previous seasons that craig didn't pass the bar he passed the bar he didn't pass the bar he passed the bar did he even put his bar paperwork in the mailbox with chef that one time and then he never actually did it like what address did he put on that envelope and like what was in it like a a sketch of one of his pillows that he's going to be making who knows but craig is very busy lately he started conover law firm and he said, don't get run over, call Conover. You may have seen me on TV, but my clients know me as their personal injury lawyer. Conover Law Firm can help you with your personal injury or workers' compensation case. Visit Craig Conover Law Firm to schedule a free case review. I feel like I need a personal injury so that I can kind of call him and be like, hey, I would love to schedule a free case review. I would prefer to only work with Craig. And they're like, let's not be crazy. He doesn't work here. His name is just on the door and he takes a commission from everybody else. I don't think he's really going to be staying up late at night reading like big case documents and highlighting things. And, you know, he's very busy. He actually does have a very successful pillow line. Good for him. And like, let's branch out, honey. Let's go into, you know, seat covers, seat cushions, tablecloths. There's so much that you can do in your lifestyle brand, Craig. Really expand yourself. And he's also an impressive podcaster, which I still I've tried to listen and I kind of get back to what I say so many times is that like people don't always need a podcast and him and Craig do not need a podcast. And that actually makes me want to talk about Clubhouse a little bit, which I went on Clubhouse and had some fun on there, but also like it's so boring. It's just a reminder that like not everybody should be on audio platforms. And people just ramble and ramble and ramble. There's no way of moderating who talks next. People are talking over each other. People are on mute. Like it's just a clusterfuck. I like the concept. I like the concept, but I'm not really sure how I feel about it. But go and follow me. (laughs) But follow me. (laughs) 
<laughs> because maybe I'll do one. I think it's Bravo happy hour. Let me see. Yeah. Follow me on clubhouse. Cause maybe I'll start doing something. I'm, I'm actually thinking of doing like a Bravo happy hour thing where maybe like we can get five or six of us all hanging out. Oh, actually now I'm having ideas. Now I'm having ideas. So let me ruminate on some of these ideas and try to be realistic with myself because I could barely get these two episodes out a week. So why am I throwing another thing into the, in the mix? Going back to Craig's podcast, he did an episode that came out on February 16th that I have not listened to, but I did read the description. They said, as discussed in episode one, Craig and Austin give insight onto what it's like to hang out with them at Outback Steakhouse. Listen as they discuss their favorite foods from Outback as Craig orders almost the entire menu and Austin breaks down which superhero is the best. Like that description it's titillating. Like I'm, in- I'm interested as to what they're eating. Like, what are we going to like keep talking about how delicious the blooming onion is? Yeah. Like it's delicious, but your stomach will be in knots for the next 48 hours after eating one blooming onion. I went to an Outback Steakhouse a couple of years ago before I went into a movie. That was one of the biggest regrets of my entire life. And I've done some fucked up things. And that really set me back a few years like that. That was not a good, it was not a good time for me. Not a good few hours. What movie was I seeing? Oh, I went with this kind of weird girl. And like, I live in Manhattan. There's a thousand million amazing restaurants. And she was like, oh, there's an Outback right next to the movie theater. And I was like trying to be like cool. And like, uh, I was trying to, I guess, be relatable. I was like, yeah, sure. Outback's so fun. And she was like, let's order a steak. I was like, oh my God, this is against everything I believe in. I'm like, all right, girl, we'll order a steak. And then the whole time I'm like, this $29 steak is so tough and gross. I'd rather just cook it myself or spend $20 more and get like a better one. But now I'm sounding elitist. I'm not, now I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But now maybe I do need to listen to the show. Maybe they'll give us some insights on what I should order. Is there some sort of like Caesar salad with grilled shrimp? I'd be very, very interested in that. We'll see. I'll look at the menu later and report back. We <laughs> we have some other interesting information coming out of Dallas. Brandy Redman. Poor Brandy, actually, no, not poor Brandy, just Brandy has been going through it the last few months. Obviously, the season of Dallas has been really great. I love the addition of Tiffany Moon, and I really like how she's lit a fire under everybody's asses a little bit. And I loved how Brandy was saying she can't be herself because Tiffany is there. It's like, how fragile and white are you that you can't be near an Asian American woman? And be yourself because you're so scared you're going to do something racist, prejudice, whatever in front of her. And she's going to have a problem with it. Like you need to clock your own behavior. That's not Tiffany's problem. And she said that she was like, I can't control the fact that I'm Asian. This is a you problem. You've never brought this up to me before. And now you're constantly picking a fight. And when that motherfucker accused Tiffany of implying that Brandy was giving out pills was just so ridiculous. Like she's taking everything so seriously. And also Brandy, she is a doctor. She knows pills. Like she can read a label of a a pill jar and actually know what she's reading. Also, like who brings two different types of like anti-motion sickness pills? That just seems like you kind of just have one and you don't need two, even though like what's good with Deandra and her bag full of pills? Thank God this isn't the Beverly Hills Housewives because we would have then had another Lisa Rinna pill popping arc where it lasted eight episodes. And she's like, I don't know how to tell you that this is like vitamin D and this is a turmeric pill and this is some zinc. Like I'm not popping pills. I literally just am taking vitamins. So we have a lot going on with Brandy in her life right now. So supposedly 
couple weeks ago, she posted something saying, I pray that the baggage of my mistakes, feeling rejected, used, and unworthy are no longer tied to anyone's soul. I'm choosing to set myself free and lean into Jesus. Jesus. And I'll pray you join me if you have these desires. We are worth happiness, grace, love, compassion, and so much more. Stay strong and believe in yourself because God always believes in you and is with you. I also want to thank you for all being a part of my journey these past few years. I've loved sharing my life with you, but some things have to come to an end. The best kind of ends are happy endings. <laughs> yeah, fucking ask Aaron, Denise's husband. And I choose happiness, sending you all my loves and prayers. So, okay, let's break this down. We assume that this was about her de- leaving the Raja of Dallas, which I do believe she's doing. This doesn't explicitly say it, but the words of saying, you know, thank you for being a part of my journey these past few years, that kind of implies like, thanks for being a part of my, of what I was doing a couple years ago. And now I'm like moving on to bigger, better things. But this past week, there was steamy footage of her dirtbag ginger husband, Brian, at a nightclub where he seemingly was making out with a girl, wrapping his arms around this tatted up brunette and grabs her face really aggressively and brings her in for a kiss. And sources are saying this happened in Las Vegas in 2018. And you, I'm, I'm not surprised. He always seemed like a cheater. He always seemed like he was not really interested in Brandy. And I don't know, I'm not condoning cheating in any shape, way, shape or form. But these two are high school sweethearts. That's really hard to not. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to stray? Of course, like... If I had been with a guy since high school and how, how do you not have any desire to be with someone else when you've only been with one person in your life? And of course, yes, there's definitely marriages that people met when they were 12 years old and they've never been with anybody else and they're in love forever, but that's not how human beings are. You need to be able to experience other people to know what you really like and, and to be able to see what you know someone else can do to you. And maybe you can then bring that to your next partner. Every consensual and safe sexual experience you have can really help you grow and make the next one even better if you're open and have open sexual communication with the person you're boning. But if you don't have those experiences, then you, of course you're going to get stagnant. Of course you're going to want to cheat. Of course you're going to want to stray because hello, it's fun to have sex with lots of people. In addition to that, they have four children. Brandy has her hands full. You know, she probably doesn't have all of the desire to sit around and stroke his ego and do whatever she needs to do to keep their marriage alive. So uh, I'm not shocked that this came out and she hasn't written anything about it explicitly. And there's a couple other little sections in this story. So that's the first thing. That's the alleged hookup at the club. And so even this, 
makes me think about her previous Instagram post that I read before saying feeling rejected, used and unworthy and no longer tied to anyone's soul. I'm setting myself free and leaning into Jesus. And I'll probably want, and I'll probably join me if you two have these desires. So that kind of makes me feel like you'll join me if you two have these desires, meaning like if you desire to leave your partner, then follow her in Jesus because it's the best thing to do for yourself and for your family. I would say tune into episode one. Okay. We're up to 142. I'd say episode 153. I would say 11 episodes will be announcing they have split up. They're going to co-parent their four children and all is good. And Jesus loves everyone unless you are gay. (laughs) Just kidding. So, 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 so there's a lot more to unpack here. And this is the real juicy, the juicy juice. So people were coming obviously to Bravo and cocktails, to Dumont, to all of the sites, spilling the tea. And someone was saying they went to college with Brandy's husband and there was, you know, less than 1200 kids. So everybody knew each other. Everybody called him Red, and he had been a notorious cheater since back then. It was an open secret that he had a few serious relationships with girls on campus during her four years there. All while he was still with Brandy, she'd come to visit on weekends, and he'd resume his relationship with his on-campus girlfriend the moment that Brandy would leave. I honestly can't believe this hasn't come out before, and he's been into coke for a very long time. Again, this is not new. If you should blah, blah, blah. So, okay. <sighs> Cheating on her in college, which, like, that is not surprising. Men are trash. Men are trash and literally need to be on leashes unless you really can fucking trust them, which like, God forbid you trust a man to go do anything. But he was a kid that I give a little bit more credence to that. I give a little bit more grace to rather than like him being a grown ass adult father of four cheating on his wife. Not cute. Which speaking of David Bedore's wife had the baby. We talked about that. And Shannon sent a bunch of Madeline books to to Leslie and David and their new baby. So I thought that was very nice. When they go low, we go high, Shannon. We go high. And Madeline books are adorable. And if if and when I have a little girl, I'm going to only be reading her books about little kids in Paris. So Brandy then is now... Okay, so that's just a little bit of juice on Brian. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Very much like Jamal Bryant. <laughs> so cheater, got that. Now... Rumors also being start rumors have also been going around that Brandy herself actually hooked up with country music star Taylor Phillips. So during all of this, when this came out, which is about a week ago at this point, he deleted his Instagram, got it back, then deleted all the photos of his wife. So Taylor, the country star, and his wife and Brandy and Brian have all hung out. This is another thing that came up on Bravo and Cocktails with a person writing in. Brandy and I have a mutual friend who she met in Nashville when she took Brian to the NBA draft a couple of years ago. So this chick is writing from a source saying that this guy Taylor ended up telling her friend that he had actually hooked up with Brandy when he was once in Dallas. And then when he was in Dallas doing a show there, Stephanie was with Brandy. Then Brandy ended up leaving with Taylor. So supposedly he writes a lot of hits for Luke Bryan. Like I know a single Luke Bryan song. Luke Bryan could be sitting next to me on a plane and I would disregard him like I disregard every person on a plane. I I would never in a million years be able to pick him out of a lineup. It's so bizarre that like if something's not in your world, you have just absolutely no idea about it. I try to explain that to people about Bravo liberties where truly nobody in the world knows Kenya Moore, but like most of the people in my life do. If I went into like any other subculture, they'd be like, can you more? Can you more hair care? I've never heard of that. I've never in a million years heard of that. Reza Farahan? Like, who are you talking about? Are you making these people up? Yet, like, I spend like my time Googling them and like sitting on their Instagram, like waiting for something to drop, waiting for something crazy to happen. <laughs> so, Megan, chill. 
I need to like be sedated. Like my dog is better behaved than me. She's a little angel dog sitting here with a cute little spats. DM me if you want me to send you pictures because I'm actually becoming the person I've always hated. And my phone background is now a picture of my dog. Oh my God. I'm going to be such an overbearing mother. Jesus Christ. Pray for my children. So back to the story. Uh, So, okay. So supposedly Stephanie was with Brandy. So supposedly Brandy ended up leaving with Taylor and they hooked up. We don't know this for a fact, but I don't know. Brandy seems very horny. So I'm not shocked. Um, But Brandy kind of seems like someone who would like DL, just kind of like sneak off and have sex with a hot fun guy. So there's actually a photo that Taylor posted on his own Instagram saying, hanging out with the realest real housewives. Nice meeting y'all. See you in Nashville soon when he was in Dallas. He met up with Stephanie and Brandy at one of her shows. Brandy wrote, can't wait, heart emoji. Y'all rocked last night. Good times hanging with amazing people. So let's see. Picture evidence. Picture evidence. And the ladies are drinking red wine. God knows. Not always the best decision. Come after a couple glasses of Cabernet. He obviously came out with a statement. So as I mentioned before, he deleted the Instagram, put it back up, deleted all the photos with his wife on the Instagram, which is sketchy. This is very Lala Kent-esque. All of the photos deleted of your partner. He wrote, the allegation regarding Brandy Redmond is false. Brandy, Brian, Jordan, and myself, Jordan's his wife, became friends over the past few years, nothing more. The accusation came from a random person who says they know a person who knows a person who met us at a bar once and was published by an anonymous rumor blog, but as clickbait, don't buy it. So interesting let's see and then bravo cocktails who is just doing the lord's work i need to get her on this him or her on this show i don't and she posted i'm curious as to why you canceled insta for 24 hours and took it down it was multiple anonymous people with the same story your wife tried to get me to take the data try to take the stories down but all i had to say was i have proof and she backed down without saying without showing said proof so yeah sounds like someone is a little bit guilty Another person ended up reaching out to, again, Bravo Cocktails. I don't know. I can't keep my sources straight. And said, I compared my screenshot with last night. And he deleted every picture from his wife and then some. I reached out. So I, I can't keep my sources straight. There was another person that texted in saying, I reached out to one of my mutual friends and the wife is done. Drove to her parents' house last night and is staying with her dad in Myrtle Beach. Well, let's see. <laughs> so who knows if that's true? I'm waiting for more information on that goes back to the infamous Instagram caption. I prayed for the baggage of my mistakes. Feeling rejected and used and unworthy are no longer tied to anyone's soul. So now I'm thinking this is baggage of her mistakes, feeling rejected. Of course, there was like the disgusting video she did about Asian people, which like in this time right now, like that needs to be on the forefront of everybody's mind because the Asian hate in this country has skyrocketed. I've talked about it on this show since the beginning of the pandemic, the abuse on the Asian community in America has been skyrocketing because of, you know, our old presidents calling it the China virus and, and you know, propelling these ignorant statements to the country and making people really unhappy and untrustworthy of Asian people, which is completely unfair and just disgusting. And I watched a horrific video this morning of a woman walking past a hotel lobby in New York and this man just comes up to her and just beats her to a pulp and like smashing her head on the ground and the doorman uh, watch this and close the door on her so if you people see anybody getting physically attacked or heckled for being Asian or whatever for being heckled just in general stand up stand the fuck up feel good about yourself I had to call the cops this summer because I was in (laughs) a wine shop (laughs) I was waiting online to get into a wine shop during the pandemic And there was a seemingly homeless man on the street walking into the 
the wine shop screaming at the people who worked there who I don't know were Pakistani I believe and they were he was screaming oh this racist shit saying like you're terrorists you're gonna blow this fucking country up and I and I swear to you there were six people on that fucking line and not a single person said a word and I just said to him I said shut up I said shut up I was like, what are you what are you saying? Like, what do you think you're going to get? What do you think you're going to get? You sit out here every motherfucking day. And you have the nerve to say that to them. We're on the Upper East Side, mind you. Like everybody is like cool as a cucumber, silent. Nobody says shit. And I was like, you know what? You're a fucking joke. And then he started calling me a bitch. Of course, it comes out, whatever. I'm like, you know what? Someone needs to stand up for this motherfucker. And then I go into the store. He keeps coming in, screaming at them, screaming at me. I go back to my fucking apartment and call the cops. I'm like, there is a motherfucker on the street screaming racist, hateful things. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It doesn't fucking work anymore. And it's not tolerated. And if you are seeing shit like this and not saying anything, then you're fucking complicit. Look, guys, look how good of a Samaritan I am. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant by saying that story. But I'm just saying, if you're seeing something happening, stand up for fucking people, for God's, for fuck's sake. Like, it's insane. It's insane. And, you know, the shooting that happened in Atlanta last week is just devastating. Like, our country is just so confused. Everybody is going insane because of this pandemic. And I understand it. You know, resources are limited and people don't have jobs. But at the end of the day, just watch Bravo and fucking calm down. Put your guns down. Like, what are you doing? Shooting people because you have a quote-unquote porn addiction? Who doesn't love porn? Who doesn't love porn? That's not going to make me go fucking shoot people because I can't get fucked in real life and I will have to watch porn. Like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay, back to this. Whoa, Megan. Whoa, Nelly. You took it too far. You took it too far. This is why I don't, I have like literally nothing in me. I have no coffee in me. I just haven't had water in an almond croissant. Maybe I'm just on a sugar high. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> so there was also something that came out on the Call Your Daddy podcast. I don't listen to that show because those girls are just like blowjobs. <laughs> like, oh my God. A listener sent in an email saying she had sex with one of the Real Housewives of Dallas husbands. So the girl read a thing saying, y'all, I fucked a husband of a Real Housewives of Dallas. So I met him and his friend on happy hour right down the street from where I work. He talked about his wife. His friend claimed to be divorced, showed me pictures of their kids, everything. The night goes on and they basically become my sugar daddies. I literally was handed a wine glass after wine glass after glass at a super nice restaurant. And get this shit. I'm in the middle of them and they both start touching different legs under the table at a certain point. I don't know why, like that kind of would turn me on. Like, I don't know if I was like in a situation where I was like, I could have sex. I could potentially have a threesome. I have got nothing holding me back. Why not? Oh my God. I'm truly so desperate. I'm like, I'd fuck someone if they touched my leg. (laughs) I would be down. (laughs) So she said, holy fuck, this is about to be a fucking three-way. Are you kidding? The night goes on more and more. The divorce guy is showing more interest than the husband of the housewife. So I was like, hey, I'm here for it. We ended up at a club. And then all of a sudden, it's just her and the housewife's husband. He hands her his phone. She picks the hotel, puts his credit card number in it. And she has the best fuck of her life pressed against the window with the Skyline view of downtown Austin. Thanks for housewives. Woof. Um, all right. I love that someone is writing this into an anonymous podcast. I feel like it has to be true. Like again, nobody like comes up with a story that's like oddly specific. On Reddit, they said the main clue I got out of this is that the house husband has multiple children. This would qual disqualify Leah's husband, Rich, who said he only has one child. And yeah, I don't think that'd be rich. Brandy has three children with Brian. Stephanie and Travis have in court both have two. Mark had children from previous marriage with Carrie and Deandra doesn't have children, but her husband has two sons. And then this person brings up, it reminds me of when Travis and 
Brian got really wasted and we're actually late to meet Brandy's estranged grandfather for the first time, as if like that's not a big day for her. I don't know. So yeah, this all tracks. This all tracks. He sounds like trash. Scott's trash. Is this episode just one big trash bin? Jason Hoppy's trash. Let me scroll up. Is anybody else? Mark Bailey's trash. We're not even talking about him, but I fucking think he's trash. Uh, Drew Sedora's husband's trash. Who else is trash? Thomas fucking Ravenel's trash. Yeah, this episode is really, really, really trashy today. And that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. I had such a fun time recording and my dog is a fucking angel. I'm sorry. Who knew a little pooch could be such a good podcast host? You did such a good job, Margo. Oh my God, her ears are perking up. She's like, stop talking to me like that. I can't wait to stop talking like that. And actually talk to an adult sometime soon. So thank you so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. Of course, hit me up in the DMs if you want to say what's good. If you want to tell me my thoughts are trash, do it in the DMs. Don't do it on Apple Podcasts. But if you do have something nice to say, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. It makes me really happy. And keep telling your friends about the show. We hit one million downloads and I would not be here without you guys listening, hitting me up being amazing, being supportive, coming back week after week, telling your friends and just being just all together an amazing, awesome fan base of really positive people. Granted, I don't like create environments where people can really be mean, like the Facebook groups, like for some other podcasts, like to really make my skin crawl, like because people are so fucking mean. I'm like, well, I don't have time to moderate that. Also, I'm not the judge or the jury on what people say, and I don't really care. But thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Check out some of my old bonus episodes if you haven't. Hi, Society Recap. I can't tell you how much fun that was. And we're going to start working on the Pretty Wild Recap um, coming up. I've got a couple good things. I have something about a cult that's going to be coming up. So just keep listening to Bravo Happy Hour. Thank you so much for supporting. And we will be back next week. Bye. Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.